Welcome to our final podcast. My name is Alana Crawford. My name is Brianna Bainan. And my name is Ashley Rodriguez. And today we're going to be doing our um, podcast on comparative law of the judicial decision-making process in Israel versus the United States. Um, like I said, this is our final podcast. We're uh, really excited to dig into the judges in Israel versus the United States and how they make their decisions and what affects their decisions and things like that. So hope you enjoy listening. Okay, so for this one, there wasn't a lot of information to go off, so I guess I'll just ask you guys the questions and see what you guys think. Yeah. So in Israel, the way they make decisions is mostly focused on national security, mm-hmm. sort of like here in the U.S., um, they're, they're big about um, uh, freedom, mm-hmm. uh, and like that's why they don't have that formal constitution, They but they still undermine people, you know. Uh-huh. Um, they talk about public uh, uh, choice and mm-hmm. like giving them the freedom to express their opinions and whatnot, but like we saw in our last episode too, I mean, that's not really true. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that they... They, it's like they care more about the country than mm-hmm. the people in the country. Right. right. And so that that's that's how they make their mm-hmm. like big decisions, judicial decisions, by putting the national security at first. Mm-hmm. Whether it benefits um, communities or not. Mm-hmm. National security is the biggest. Mm-hmm. If it helps it, then they go for it. If it doesn't, if they see a small flaw in it, they'll most likely decide against it. Right. What do you guys think about that? I mean, that definitely just kind of, like, sets the minorities up for failure because if they're worried about national security in Israel, they're obviously going to be worried about um, the Palestinians taking back land and Palestinians taking the holy land and like national security is a lot about protecting their Jewish roots and things like that. So mm-hmm. there's already like, I can already see the conflict within like the ethnic groups and the religious groups. Mm-hmm. Um, but also it kind of seems like an excuse to um, make those like racially and religiously fueled decisions um, like we learned, like, or I like, or, 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 <laughs> like I learned from my original research for the very first podcast, um, judges are usually making these decisions by themselves or with one or two other judges. Um, and so it's completely up to them what they want to do and how they choose to use their discretion. Mm-hmm. So they can convict someone of a crime solely based off of their helping national security, but there could be all of these underlying biases Mm -hmm. and things like that, you know? Interesting. (laughs) I mean, I guess there's also an upside to this. Because, I mean, some countries make decisions by, by, for power, you Mm -hmm. know, for, to climbing up the political uh, blue chain, right? Mm-hmm. To be a powerful senator or even the president, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of countries, uh, like a lot of judges, make their decisions for power. And mm-hmm. I mean, here it's about security. Mm-hmm. 
But, I mean, what's the point of having national security if they can't, if, if the people living in these countries can't, in, in yeah. Israel can't mm-hmm. really express their freedom? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I guess there's an upside too. Mm-hmm. I find it interesting that, like, you know, in Israel, it kind of have like these resources for people who don't really have the means or like the information or like the resources or funding to receive, um, you know, uh, counsel, legal counsel. Mm-hmm. And so they do have these pro bono um, programs that. Mm-hmm do help people out, but honestly, I'm not finding anything that speaks to everyone. It doesn't say anything about, like, Christianity um, or, you know, Muslims necessarily. I think it's, like, you know, to those who are citizens of Israel, mm-hmm. which is kind of, I don't know. Yeah. It's kind of like, oh, what about, you know, the people that really need it? They're mm-hmm. the ones that aren't able to get the advocates. You know, and it's yeah. great that they do have a pro bono program, mm-hmm. the Scar Mitzvah, that's yeah. what they call it. But at the same time, it's only for mm-hmm. a small minority of people. But that's very similar, like, in the United States, too. Because, like, while everyone is granted a, the right to an attorney, like, a lot of people struggle to, like, pay for an attorney. So they're given a public defender. And these public defenders have, like, hundreds of cases every day. And so they literally will meet them, like, five minutes before trial and then do what they think is best. They don't really know the backstory of the situation or, like, what happened. And they don't really have time to interview these people. And so um, I think part of their judicial decision-making process and part of the thing that, like, kind of keeps that Issue, our like public defender issue in check mm-hmm. is the fact that you have a right to a jury trial and the fact that there's like a jury of your peers so there's all these people that kind of understand where you're coming from maybe a little bit more than a public defender that you met five minutes ago and um in israel that's that's just not the case you know like it's usually like if you are granted an attorney and you meet with the attorney and then you go in front of a judge um, we talked about this earlier. The judges all speak Hebrew, and the judicial decision making is based pretty much on their their opinions and how they interpret the law. Exactly. Um, they don't really. They have a very wide discretion, and they can create case law freely based off of what how they feel about a case. And you know, there's there's a lot. I don't want to say there's a lot less a lot less, but there's less accountability for the judicial decision-making uh, in Israel, you know? Mm-hmm. Because there's no, like, constitution to, like, keep them in line with. Right. Yeah. They also don't, aren't required to pre- reflect the preferences of the majority in the decisions. Mm-hmm. It's just where they feel is works better. Yeah. Or we could talk... One thing that um, I find really interesting about their judicial process is that um, it's a very different process from the United States. There's a lot more public input on the judicial or like the decision of who becomes a judge. Um, And I think to a point that makes sense because it is just judges. 
Excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> Judges have so much more discretion in Israel um, that they should have, like, there should be a public opinion because that's one of the only opportunities for the public to have an opinion in the court of law there. Um, but I think, and I want you guys' opinions on this, I think that um, overall it might be detrimental to just have one singular judge make the deci- the decisions and have so much independence on, like, their decisions and how they make their decisions and who influences their decisions. Mm. What do you guys think? Right. But, I mean, isn't that what we do, too? You know, we, we elect a president to represent us. Yeah, yeah. the president always does what the people want. Mm-hmm. That's true. Or even governors, you know. But there's, things. like, checks and balances for, like, public officials in that sense, right? What do you think, Bri? You know, I'm indifferent. <laughs> I don't know. I am. Let me think about that and come back to it. Okay. So, do you do you guys think that having this much discretion for one person is a good thing, or do you think that the that having a constitution or having a jury to limit that? independence and that just like complete discretion helps or hinders the justice system i think it depends on what issue you're talking about because like we said we've talked about over there religion is the main thing about the Mm -hmm. law right so if it's a religious uh issue um i think just as much discretion as possible is for the best Mm -hmm. but when it comes down to like uh like uh, expressing oneself, you know, um, or or crimes, mm-hmm. like murder and whatnot. I think there needs to be a more formal constitution as yeah. to what needs to be done, because I mean, a judge could have so much discretion that it would be like unfair for mm-hmm. the victim. So I think I think it, it like everything else it depends on what the issue is. Yeah. Because here we have a constitution, but since it's not religion based, mm-hmm. I think religious uh, issues are the ones that get like kicked. You know, mm-hmm. those. Uh, I guess that that. I don't want to say that they're not taken as seriously serious mm-hmm. as they should, but they're definitely undermined. I think a lot of, in the United States, a lot of religious issues, like uh, political leaders, less, but like um, decision, like law, like lawyers and judicial decision makers, they kind of walk on thin ice because there is supposed to be the separation between church and state. Mm-hmm. And so they don't really want to have their religious views affect how they um, make their decisions and they also don't want to be partial to one religion or the other. So I feel like in like the court of law, religion is a very like touchy subject that they Mm -hmm. try and stay away from as much as possible. 
and they will like take like if there's like a religious hate crime they will kind of like get through it quickly and they won't really publicize it because it's it's something that people are so like I don't want to say they're so heated about but it's a passionate issue for a lot of people because religion is something that's very close to people's hearts so I think having religion be part of the government or not part of the government definitely um, fuels people's fires in the decision-making process. Yeah. I think it's kind of like, I don't know, maybe it's a, I think about that, I think maybe it's a good thing not to have, um, like, I don't know, kind of like constitution for the, all the people because, like you said, there's all many different types of groups and, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, if it's to the Bible, if it's to the Quran, if it's to um, the, Torah. the Torah, thank you. <laughs> it's like all different types of, uh, you know, just kind of uh, history and uh, background. And so like you can, it wouldn't be fair to control all people in one way. And so like, I don't know. I guess that's kind of what I got to say about it. I guess that's where the total hiring. Hmm? Like in uh, North Korea. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to have a government like that. Yeah. Oh my God, could you imagine? Do they even have the internet? They don't. I don't think so. It's very, very <laughs> restricted. I was learning about this in one of my other classes. My religions of East Asia class were kind of like bringing it all to the point and like being like, uh, like talking about the modern era and we watched some stuff about North Korea and it's very interesting to look into that country because like obviously we're like North Korea is awful yeah. <laughs> but like they they are completely brainwashed they don't and they have know. been since birth you know yeah. I guess some people say that about us exactly that's very that's true. true that's very true <laughs> yeah <laughs> Oh, shoot. Are we brainwashed? <laughs> Is Israel brainwashed? Well, Israel can't be really brainwashed, brainwashed. Because, I mean, they haven't... Actually, you know what? If you're brainwashed, you don't know you're being brainwashed. I mean... I mean, I know for sure I'm brainwashed because I was in the military. You have to be brainwashed <laughs> to go through that. But... I think in a way, yeah, like, if you think about it and you think about, okay, so how we assume that you know israel's our ally so they're the good guys mm-hmm. and then digging in and it's like oh shit like they're mm-hmm. they have some like yeah you know it's they have their own shit through. going on and they're doing the same things that like mm-hmm. we have you know not necessarily overcome you know mm-hmm. police brutality and racism and so on but like we're kind of at least you know having i think like the majority of the people can know that it's wrong and like stand mm-hmm. up for it and just kind of like in public if we saw it would like say something but there it's kind of like they have a freaking wall there mm-hmm. so it's like I can't imagine having a wall against the people who I'm told like you know like mm-hmm. it's just so disgusting to me I, yeah I hope we don't get one here <laughs> like I really don't and I know it's like a different thing because it's yeah. different countries and they're mm-hmm. in the same country but it's still like that's just so unfair. Yeah. So now we're talking about North Korea, Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going oh, global. Right. Exactly. Um, for this last 
bit of the podcast, I kind of just want to get your guys' opinions on, like, what you came into this expecting from, like, Israel and their legal system and, like, what you're coming out of with it, like, how this has made you feel, like, what are you going to do with this information now that you have it, just kind of, like, reflecting to, like, end out this podcast. So, yeah, um... Thinking about it, Israel, I think on paper it looks like, I don't know, very similar to the United States besides the whole religion aspect of it. But, like, on paper also, it's like, hey, you have the different religions, but there's different Mm -hmm. religions courts. So it's, Mm -hmm. you know, inclusive of everything. And then it's just like, oh, you know, like, um, you know, it might look like gaza is kind of just like you know decomposing almost Mm -hmm. it's like oh we're not gonna you know um aid it and like put money into it to build it up because it's you know all the fighting and stuff going on and kind of like i don't know it's just kind of um i think on paper it's like a great country and i'm sure it is a Mm -hmm. great country i don't want to say it's not a great country but i think like they i'm i'm uh, a little not happy what's the word i'm looking for a little um I'm proud to be American. Like, I'm just happy to be from America and see that other, like, looking into another country and how they do things. Obviously, like, they do things in ways, like, I want a freaking jury. I'm so happy Mm -hmm. we have a jury. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, maybe we should adopt the whole different courts for, um, you know, different situations. Like, Mm -hmm. if you're a citizen and you uh, base your being off of, like, Islam religion and so mm-hmm. on, and separate it in that way. That's the way we can become more inclusive. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, so all that being said, <laughs> I'm going to say uh, I really, really, really wish the best for Palestine. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Like, like, I can't even, like, just keep, <laughs> I can't even go back. Like, after, oh, it's just. Mm-hmm. I, I, I really hope that um, in some way, you know, how like in the United States, how we have like segregation laws and everything. I just hope that, I know it's, you know, in the perfect world, but I just hope mm-hmm. that some way they can like knock down that wall like mm-hmm. in Berlin and just kind of say, hey, you don't cut that out. Yeah. And hopefully the UN comes in and mm-hmm. in the perfect world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. When for me, I didn't know half the things that mm-hmm. I learned. I mean, it was really interesting, and like it's like what a lot of people think about religion. You know, if you're one from one religion, you absolutely cannot believe uh, another mm-hmm. thing from mm-hmm. another religion. But the truth is that we're more alike than we think. You know, mm-hmm. so Israel is a lot more alike to the U.S. than we think. You know, I mean, sure, it has its own smaller. Um, differences but for the most part their government system works almost uh, yeah similar to ours and they have their own uh, domestic civil issues just like we do and I mean, no country is perfect mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's it's interesting to see what other countries go through yeah but I mean I mean, for me anyway, I don't always believe everything I see on the news. Mm-hmm. 
Because, I mean, if, that, if everything you see on the news is true, I mean, that's it's a horrible world, but it's, it really isn't. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, I believe Israel is better than what most people think. Yeah. I, I definitely. Well, not better than the U.S. I don't <laughs> yeah. think that. Better as, like, yeah. It's not as... Mm-hmm. It's not as like bad as we, mm-hmm. as most people will say. Yeah, it, you know, because I mean, like we, like I told you guys about the interviews that I did at the beginning. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of people thought it was like a war country. You know? mm-hmm. And yes, there's a war going, but there's not. I don't. I don't yeah, I think there's like constant. Mm-hmm. I think it's more like genocide. It's not really a war. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just. It's just really right. I definitely, going into this podcast, I mean, we started out when we were going to do Native American law, like Dakota, like tribal law, and we chose not to do that. And when we chose to do Israel, I was like, I did not know much about Israel. I'm really bad at geography. I didn't know where Israel was. I was like, I know it's in the Middle East, but that's it. I'm really bad at geography. I don't even know where half the states are. Um, But, like, as I learn more about this country, at first I was like, wow, everything sucks. (laughs) But then, like, the more that I looked at it and the more that we talked about it, I kind of realized that, you know, like, there's a lot more similarities than you think because, like, obviously the United States is a very nationalist country and like when we grow up we don't really learn a whole lot about other countries Mm and we're in a class about American law and like the United States specifically and we're not like really looking outside of that scope so I thought it was really interesting to take that step back and like widen our scope and learn about somewhere else that like we may have never heard of before or like somewhere that we know nothing about so I didn't really come into this knowing much, and uh, I've definitely changed my perspective on not only Israel and Israeli law, but also the United States and United States law. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. job, you guys. Yeah, we're done. Thank you guys so much for listening to this entire podcast. Um, it's been a really interesting experience. I think we've all learned a lot, and we're really appreciative of you appreciative of you joining us on this journey. So thank you so much and bye.